Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Beyond the fact that we're in Psalms, do you have any fucking clue what has been happening? We're in the middle of some Psalms of Ascents. Yes. And we're reading through those. There's like 15 in total. Yes. And and we're reading them. We are. We're, we're talking about them. We're doing things with them. And there's no story. I mean, not really. It's. It, I mean, you could call them Psalms of shitbaggery. Shitbaggery. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shitbaggery, yes. Um, 
So I am getting ready for our live event that we're having on Thursday. Yes. And I'm trying to get this uh, equipment all to work, and um, it didn't. It 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 it, it um, I needed help, so I went and got help, and then that also broke things. Yeah. So it, it's partly why this is coming out late today. Yes. Because literally everything broke. Yeah. Like everything went wrong. My computer shit out on me. I mean, it was bad. It, it was really fucking bad. None of it would work together. So we found a workaround. The live event will go on and Yay. will be um, hopefully good. Hopefully with, with, it will be good. <laughs> with with uh, speakers and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've got some work to do on how to make this all Come work better the next time. Yes. So <laughs> anyway... It that, turns out that you don't know a lot about um, sound not, equipment. I'm not an audio technician. Nope. No, I, I need a sound guy. Yeah. Or girl. Or person. A sound person. Yeah. Any of the above would work great. Yeah. So if anybody wants to volunteer their time, uh, I'm you know, we're we're taking we're taking uh, volunteer applications. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that being said, what are we getting into today? Psalms 126, 127, and 128. Sounds great. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Psalm 126. 126. We're really zooming through these, huh? We're zooming. We have read 125 Psalms. Jesus. (laughs) Not quite. Christ. Mm, something it's a like lot that. of fucking psalms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it's a song of ascents. Is it a song of ascents? As you pointed out. Okay. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. <laughs> then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. He did let them get captured in the first place. Right. I'm just saying, right. you know, like no, it's true. anybody's happy when you get uncaptured, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you got captured. Yeah. And and God let that happen. The Lord has done great things for us. Has he though? And we are filled with joy. Mm. Woot, woot. Before our fortune. No, wait, I'm sorry. Restore our fortunes, <laughs> O Lord. Like streams in the Negev, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Mm. Yeah. Bringing in the sheaves. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 It comes from that. Sure. Okay. So Psalm 126 is Thanksgiving for restoration, and it starts when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Okay. It is. I'm hearing a tinny noise. Yeah, I think it's probably your phone. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll turn that off in a minute. <laughs> um, it is well known in Judaism as the pre- preliminary psalm recited before the grace after meals on the Sabbath and Jewish holidays, as well as at other celebratory meals, such as those at a Jewish wedding. Ah. Some scholars hold that this psalm was likely written upon the return of the Israelites from Babylonian captivity. Got it. Either by Ezra, who led the nation at the time, or by one of the Jewish prophets. Got it. So, mm. you know, Ezra or somebody. Somebody did it, yeah. Somebody wrote it. It was It was done. It was done. It was a thing. However. 
However, modern Jewish commentators suggest that the second half of the psalm refers to the redemption of the land of Israel from agricultural drought. Mm. You know, because God's always watching over them. Drought. <laughs> In keeping with its theme of redemption, mm-hmm. Psalm 126 was proposed by religious Zionists to be the national anthem of the state of Israel. Oh. Proposed. Proposed, but not adopted. It, along with at least 11 other proposals, was ultimately passed over, which is to say rejected, (laughs) in favor of Hatikva, Mm. which was ratified as the official national anthem in 2004. I see. Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin... I'm sure I butchered that. Sure. Apologies, my good sir. Recited Psalm 126 on the White House lawn when he signed the second half, or I'm sorry, when he signed the second of the Camp David Accords with Egyptian President Anwar Sadat on March 26, 1979. Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. And as you caught with the word sheaves, the psalm inspired the hymn, Bringing in the Sheaves. (laughs) <laughs> the lyrics were written in 1874 by Noel Shaw, now usually set to a tune by George Minor, and it was written in 1880. Okay. And I included a link, which I will send you for the show the notes, to a really cool group of guys that are singing it, and they sing a lot of hymns. Ah. And I liked the way they, they sing it. Okay. So that's right. the one I included. Sure. Okay. Yep. Now, moving on to Psalm 127. Okay. Guess what this is? It's a song, a psalm of ascents. A song. Song. Of ascents. Of ascents. It's also of Solomon. Ah. Okay, okay yeah. So now, this is, this is going to be a wise psalm then, huh? Well, we don't know if it was written about Solomon or by Solomon, because mm. the word of is a little vague. shaky and vague, sure, ambiguous, right. questionable. Yeah. yeah. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Um, I mean, the laborers are the ones building the house. But the Lord builds it. I don't think so. If you didn't build it through the Lord, then it's on shaky ground. When I hire builders, I don't consult the Lord. No, maybe you should. (laughs) (laughs) Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. I what I so basically they're saying that nobody can do anything without God. Is yeah, that what I think that's their entire point. We must just not. I mean, we must be completely worthless. Like we, we, we are. apparently aren't doing anything in that's our lives. Correct at all. Nothing good anyway. Because we all need God apparently. That is according to this. You're now understanding the point of what they say. Yes, that's such bullshit. But that's their belief. I mean, we've managed to put out a fuck ton of fucking episodes about God. Against God, counter to his thoughts. And all bad things that happen to us are a result. No. That's what they say. That's what they say. Bullshit. Besides, we've had a lot of good things happen, too. Imagine how much better they would be if only you'd let God into your heart. Mm. That's what they say. No. No? You know what you would have? You know what you would have if you let God into your heart? A bigger community. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's the only benefit that I've ever, like ascribed to being religious is that you have a group of people around you who are like-minded and will and maybe will help you with stuff right i mean like the maybe is the big maybe though right because ultimately it's just a group of people 
that unless you still you still have to make friends with them if you want them to help. Sure. And then you it's just like any other fucking friends, except for you all meet together on Sunday and are like, Oh, how are you all week? Okay, great. How are you? Oh good, good. It gives you a greater group to call upon when you need to move. And you right, need to right. ask people yeah, to help you carry it. the couch. Yeah, or if you're looking for a job. Like, hey, does anybody know any job openings? You know? Or, hey, do any plumbers attend this church? Right, right. Yeah. 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 Right. In vain, you rise early and stay up late, trolling for food to eat. Oh, they had trolls back then, too. huh? For he grants sleep to those he loves. Okay. Yeah, he does. But not to the ones he doesn't love. Well, he must love me a lot because I sleep <laughs> all the fucking time. I slept really damn good last night, actually. Well, here's the thing. When I don't take medication, I sleep all the time due to depression. But when I'm on medication, I sleep all the time because of the medication. Mm. So I'm you just, you just always tired. Yeah. 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 The question is not whether I'm going to sleep all the time. The question is whether or not I'm going to be depressed when I'm awake. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Sons are a heritage for the Lord, children a reward for him, for, for him, from him, from him, from, 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 from him. Sorry, turn the page too soon. <laughs> like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. What? Like sands through the hourglass, these are the days of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Sons, Remember that. that is. Sons. Quiver. Remember Quiver. that. Yeah, okay. okay. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. Unless their dad oh. pisses off God. Enemies in the gate. That's enemies the name of the a gate. movie. Yeah. Enemies at the gate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, 127. Yeah. Psalm. Ready? I'm ready. It is prosperity comes from the Lord and it's also the, the builder's psalm. Mm. Okay. And it starts, accept the Lord, build the house. I wonder if they whistle while they work. I I hate whistling. I love whistling. I hate listening to whistling. I often whistle down in the basement because it's the only place I can get away with it without you yelling at me. I know. Like, my mom pointed out something so good the last time we were over for dinner. She said that she loves hearing somebody whistle because generally when a person is whistling, it means they're happy. Right. Or content or, you know, just... Yeah. They're, they're cool. They're doing all right. Right. You know, they're right. whistling. Yeah. And that makes sense. And I want that to be how I feel about people who whistle, but it literally hurts my ears when mm. I hear people whistling. Yeah. Like, I I cannot. Got it. Sorry. No, I know. I, I've been married to you for a while. You have. A long time. And I appreciate that when I tell you, stop whistling, you immediately, you not only immediately stop, you also apologize because you know yeah. You know how much it hurts me. Yeah, I just whistle when, you know. When I'm not around. When you're not around. You sneak whistle. I sneak whistle. You cheat whistle. I che- yeah, I do. I have you, to cheat whistle. You cheat whistle. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Only one among the Song of Ascents attributed to Solomon rather than David. Mm, okay. How about that? Yeah. This psalm is recited as a prayer for protection of a newborn infant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like a baby's born and they're like, quick, quick. Say the psalm. Say the psalm. Oh, and I, if you didn't, I, then I apparently you ex- <laughs> Go on, sorry. No, I'm, I was good. I was just trying to cover while you were blanking out there because mm, mm. you stopped talking. So. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, so you say this one when there's When babies are born. born. Yeah. 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 The pro-natalist Quiverful. Have you heard of that group? Uh, no. 
You have never heard of Quiverful? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some crazy religious, like, sect or something like that that mm-hmm. is, like, close to, like, the... Like, they're very close to, like, the um the whole... um What's that show on on whatever it is? The... Kate and Nate is great or something like that? No, I was going to go... They were the hoods and the red and the... Oh, um, the handmaids? Yeah, isn't no, that, isn't that no. like, they're the types that are going to, like, create the handmaid's tailor? No, no, they just... They believe in having as many babies as possible. Oh, okay. So the opposite of the shakers. Yeah. They're like, no, we will have sex. We're going to have a lot of it. I mean, let me just repeat that that verse for you. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's that's where they take that from. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, they invoke the less quoted latter part of the psalm, verses 3 through 5, concerning the blessings and advantages of numerous offspring as one of the foundations for their stance. And they take its name from the last verse, happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them, i.e. sons. Sounds like a bunch of guys got together and like, I want to have a lot of sex. Without let's start, condoms. Let's start a religion that says that we can have as much sex with unprotected as we want. But they are very... Um, christian monogamous like sure they aren't just having a lot of sex willy-nilly it's only with their spouse at least that's what they say they are renowned for being very um sure uh, what am i trying to say like loyal to their spouses got it got it like the okay. main thrust <laughs> of it is to is for their spouse like their spouse having children is how they feel good about themselves. Got it. It's not the sex, it's the having the children. as many children as possible like trophies. Got like it. look how good my sperm works. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're having a lot of sex outside your marriage, those children are they don't count. They don't make you right, look good in right. your community. I got gotcha. you. So um, I had to look up a little bit more about Quiverful because I've heard of them before and I just wanted to make sure I had it right. Got Quiverful it. is a Christian theological position that sees large families as a blessing from God. It encourages procreation, abstaining from all forms of birth control, natural family planning, and sterilization. It also applies to most Catholics, or a lot of Catholics anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. But their thing isn't so much let's have as many children as possible their thing is more all of our seed right should be either used or not at all it's just presented differently yeah right yeah i got it so it's it's less about the um the blessing of the children and more about the sin of wasted seed got it so yes the end result is the same but the phrasing how sure. you get there different math gotcha gotcha so without god it is in vain that is a popular motto derived from the psalm's first verse as an abbreviation of except the lord built the house they labor in vain that built it Mm -hmm. that's why it's also called the builder's psalm got it it's often inscribed on buildings and has been the motto in the coat of arms in the city of edinburgh since 1647 oh wow Mm mm-hmm it was similarly the motto of the king's own Scottish borderers. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It has been adopted as the motto for numerous schools in Great Britain, including King Edward VI High School, Stafford, Melbourne Village College, and London. Mm. Okay. So, interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Psalm 128 is? A psalm of ascents. Song. Song of, of ascents. Okay. Mm -hmm. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your mm. sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. Sounds like more that they're going to use for that uh, quiverful group. I know, right? Yeah. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem, and may you live to see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Mm. There's a lot that. about prosperity in the last couple of uh, mm -hmm. psalms. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and and not that I'm against people being prosperous, but like part of Christianity and, and even Judaism is like supporting the poor. Mm -hmm. And it just like there's a lot about the blessed is the poor, like more so than the rich and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But they also then talk a lot about prosperity. There's just these like mixed signals. Yeah. 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 Well, that's to me why these Psalms feel more Christian than Jewish. Got honestly. It. Okay. Because Christianity focuses more on if you love God and do everything Gody God God, you'll get rich. But Whereas, not so much. Jesus is a lot. He focuses a lot on the poor as well. I wasn't talking about Jesus. Okay. I was talking about Christians. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Christians okay. are very. I earned this. Right. You right, know. Yeah. Like that's many not, many of them. Many of the groups. The ones that we hear about. Yeah. The fucking evangelicals. Right. The Baptists. The. Um, the 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 richest branches of them yeah you know yeah um the the jewish faith seems more jesusy which makes sense because jesus was a jew you mean as far as the accepting of the poor and mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. right Got yeah it. it just makes sense to me that jesus is more jewish i mean christianity he was is more that's what i said <laughs> i literally said that right yeah okay so Psalm 128 is the blessedness of him who fears the Lord. And it starts, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. Because mm. fear and love apparently are synonymous. Apparently. Mm -hmm. This one was written anonymously and likely dates to the post-exilic period, which is about um, 539 BCE and sometime thereafter. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it is used on the Feast of the Holy Family. And I was like, what the fuck is the yeah, Holy what, Family? What is the Feast of the Holy Family? And then as soon as um, I looked it up, I was like, oh, yeah, that tracks. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. The Feast of the Holy Family is a celebration of the in the Catholic Church, as well as in many Lutheran and Anglican churches, in honor of Jesus of Nazareth, his mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and his foster father, St. Joseph, as a family. So that's okay. the Holy Family. Jesus as a child and his mom, Mary, and his... Right, um, but Psalms father. were all written pre-Christian times, weren't they, for the most part? Yes, but... So, I mean, like, in Judaism, there's not, like, a holy family. No, and they're not saying that. What they're saying is that when Christianity came around, they were like, this psalm is one that we are now going to adopt into celebrating oh, okay, okay. Um, the holy family. Got it. So, yes, the psalm came first. Christ and his family came later. Got it. And then the church was like, 
that old psalm from way back when, pre-Christ, is a good one that we're going to sing at our dinners. Okay. To celebrate the Holy Family. Got it, got it. Okay? Yep. The primary purpose of this feast is to present the Holy Family as a model for Christian families. Okay. So you're supposed to be a virgin. <laughs> and you're supposed to accept that your wife has um, a child from a previous relationship. <laughs> and pretended... It's from God and yeah. not a previous that, that, is the, that is the one we all have to aspire to be like, right? And every male so God child. So get a seat out there as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every male child is supposed to pretend that he is um, the son of God. Can and you imagine if everybody that ever cheated and like got pregnant because they were cheating just came home and were like, oh, it's God. Like, I don't even know. I, I think that that puts Mary in a bad light because I'm not saying she was a cheater. She may have, you know, gotten raped or sure. no, definitely. something may have happened to her. I mean, especially like, given the time. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like, I have no idea what her story right. was. No. And, and and honestly, I don't even know that the story is real. Right. Like, the story is probably not real in all honesty. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's something because it, it, the story is taken from other stories that are similar in other cultures and kind of combined into the story of Hercules the, much? Right, right. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of stories out there that are similar to this story. And even if you took it at face value, there's just no telling what um you know, what the case may have been. Right. So Right. It certainly is not the only time it ever happened, I can tell you that much. <laughs> right. So from the seventeenth century, the feast the Holy Family Dinner yeah. has been celebrated, and in 1921, Pope Benedict the Fifteenth made it part of the general Roman calendar and set it to fall during Epiphany on the Sunday that falls between January 7th and January 13th. Okay. So, whatever Sunday what that is. is. I, yeah, what is Epiphany? It's one of those Catholic holidays. Oh, I started okay. to look it up, and then I was like, that's beyond the scope of what we're talking about currently. <laughs> like... A rabbit hole in a rabbit hole? Sure, right, right. We're not there yet. No? Okay. I mean, we aren't even at Christ yet, much less right, Catholicism. Right, That's very true. That's very true. So, yeah. I, I we'll get there. Guess that we'll given, find out. Given that it's early January, yeah. I'm going to guess that it has something to do with Christ as a baby. And let's see if he supposedly was born on Christmas... Right? According to their religion, right? Yeah. If Christ was born on Christmas, you're supposed to wait like two weeks after that and to make sure he lives. And then, um, uh, what's it so called? Where you chop might, off your wiener? The, the circumcision. Wiener t- circumcision. Yeah. The epiphany might be where they're like, wait, no, this really is God's son. No. No. no I think that it's using the word epiphany somewhere else oh, okay. in, in a different context. Got it. But I'm going to guess Epiphany has to do with the circumcision of Jesus. I bet one of our listeners knows. I bet they do. And I bet one of them will reach out to us. And I bet they're going to be impressed that I guessed right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to guess. I I honestly think it has to do with Christ's um, circumcision. Okay. Okay. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look it up, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. So anyway, that dinner. Oh, wait. No, we're back to we're back to the psalm. We're done with dinner now. We're back to the psalm, done with dinner. Yeah. It is also the traditional psalm for a nuptial mass. That is a ritual mass within which the sacrament of matrimony is celebrated. Okay. 
So we're a Catholic cel- marriage. Yay, it's church, and they got married over there. We're now celebrating. we're having dinner, and we're going to say this song. Okay. It's also been sung at the churching, I'm sorry, the churching of women. The churching of women. You've got to know I look that gonna, You're going to have to go further with that, yeah. The churching of women, it's less gross than it sounds. Okay. Um, it's also known as Thanksgiving for the birth or adoption of a child. It is the ceremony wherein a blessing is given to mothers after recovery from childbirth. Ah. The ceremony includes Thanksgiving for the woman's survival of childbirth Yay. and is performed even when the child is stillborn or has died unbaptized. Hmm. What I find interesting is that so even in this um, description of what it is, of, of what that yeah. ceremony is, right. they acknowledge, oh, thank God she survived. They're acknowledging right. that childbirth is dangerous and yeah. that... Well, and they're it even acknowledging that, you know, stillborn births and stuff like that can cause... I mean, it seems like on the edge of acknowledging that it is... A serious a medical issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's like you're so close. You're almost saying, so maybe healthcare for women should be taken more seriously. And maybe, maybe we should reconsider these abortion bans because they are putting women at harm. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was... Uh, Ted Cruz or somebody stupid, whatever, doesn't really matter. But somebody said that um, Democrats want to support abortion even after the child is born. And I'm like, no, that's called murder. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah, it's not abortion if the baby's out, you dumb butt. Yeah. But there's all these lies about what abortion means out there. And because, it's just. Because half of the men and most of the people in office are men. And half of those men do not understand in, in anatomy of a woman's body. They don't understand anything about anything, to no. be perfectly honest with you. And I honestly think that they should be tested. Like, they don't know ovaries. They don't know uterus. They don't know, like, there was the one guy that was like, oh, if you get raped, you don't get pregnant. The body shuts that down. And I'm like, right. where the fuck did you get that idea? Yeah. Like... That, that makes no fucking sense. Mary was raped by right. God. Yeah. You know, according to your own fucking story, her body didn't shut that shit down. Well, but it was God. So? <laughs> Who's clearly a man, right? I mean, apparently. I'm just like, ugh. That, that whole thing really shook me. Like, I never realized how rampant the stupidity and ignorance really is. Right. No, I know. And it's at the highest levels. Yeah. But whatever. We're getting too much into politics there. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Sorry. Let's, let's rein it back to the good old religion shit. Oh, I'm done with that now. Oh, okay. We're done with Psalms. Awesome. Okay, yep. so uh, I guess... Well, we're not done with Psalms. We're not Psalms. done with Psalms. We're done with those Psalms. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that brings us to the end of today's podcast mm-hmm. where we covered episode... Or I'm sorry, chapters 126 through 128. Mm-hmm. And um, we're coming back tomorrow with... Psalms 129, 130, and 131. Awesome. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Hey, so just then when you were like, awesome, let's go do this, I wanted to laugh at you because I fucking hate Psalms. <laughs> They're not awesome. No, I I as well hate Psalms. They mm-hmm. are repetitive and they are bullshittery. And They're silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's love God, rock fortress 
whatever. Refuge. Refuge. It's the same mm-hmm. shit over and over and over and over again. Awesome. Let's go do this. <laughs> but, you know, that's not the important bit. We talk about this often. And mm-hmm. the important bit is that we are reading through the entire Bible. I yes. want to be able to say when someone says, have you read the Bible? Yeah. Every I've read word. every fucking word of the Bible. So, yes, yes. I have. Like, we made a, not just lip service, but a concerted motherfucking effort. Years-long effort. Yeah. 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 And we had some really great people along the ride with us. Yeah. So, thank you all again. One more time. One more time. Yeah. All right. Psalm 129. What is it? Uh, Song. Song. of a sense. Yes. Okay. They have greatly oppressed me from my youth. Those damn days. I hate Let it when they oppress say, me. They have greatly oppressed me from my youth. Fucking they. But they have not gained the victory over me. <laughs> <laughs> Plowmen have plowed my back and made their furrows long. See, they weren't even fans of pronouns back then. <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> He's stupid. But the Lord is righteous and he has cut me free from the cords of the wicked. Plowed my back. Like, <laughs> that does what? not sound good. Plowmen have plowed my back. Yeah. I was just thinking of like when one of us has an emergency and we're like, I have an emergency, scratch my back. Yeah. Right. And like everybody, me and you, everybody has to drop what we're doing and, and go scratch, scratch that back. Yeah. Scratch that back. It's, emer- it's an emergency. But I wouldn't say we plow each other's back. No, no. We scratch. Yeah. Scratch real good. Right. Yeah. That right there is a reason to at least have a roommate. You've got to have somebody yeah, right. to be able to say, I'm or, having an emergency, scratch my back right now. Or a really good back scratcher. you got to have at least a really good okay, back scratcher. Okay, but I've tried back scratchers. They're not sharp enough. That's why I said a really good one. Someone's out, There's got to be one that's out there that's like just fantastic. When you're not around, I literally use a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's true. Like, I want that shit scratched. I'm going to get a call one day, like, ah, we don't know we found your wife with a knife in her back. I'm not really sure what happened. It looks self-inflicted, but that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> May all who hate Zion be turned back in shame. Okay. okay. May they be like grass on the roof, which withers before it can grow. God damn, gra- grass on the roof, man. That, you guys I got some issues. <laughs> that, but that reminds me, we need to have our gutters cleaned before oh, winter. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, that could cause some grass on the roof. There's yeah. some gutter issues, yeah. yeah. At, the, at that one place we lived at, we had fucking miniature trees growing out yeah. of our gutters. Well, and to be fair, they had flat roofs back then because they always mm-hmm. talk about the battlement on top and, yeah. you know, how you can't. You know, you got to have the battlement or mm-hmm. somebody might die and then you yeah. get blamed for it. And yeah. And that's your so fault. if they had flat roofs, that would be a lot more conducive to growing grass on the top of your roof, I guess. And maybe they wanted to grow grass up there. Maybe they did. I mean, if you could start a little garden up there, that would be fun, See, right? I would do that. Yeah. On a, a flat garden roof. on your roof. It'd be a lot more. I'd like a garden on my roof a lot better than a garden in my yard. Would you really? I think so. If I had I an easy know. way to, because it seems like if you're going to have a garden on your roof, you'd have an easily accessible way to get to it. And then just by the mere fact that it's on your house, you'd be more inclined to take better care of it. Do you think so? That's just it feels that way to me, maybe. I'm having a also, hard time. Also rabbits would have a harder time to get to it. Okay, except that I like the rabbits. Right. But I'm saying but they eat the food, so have you heard about that village in um, Florida? You told me about it. Overrun with rabbits. You told me about it, but tell tell our listeners. Okay, so there's this little village in like it's a uppity village. Like a a moneyed village. Right. There was a rabbit groomer or some shit like that. And she up and left and didn't take her bunnies with her. Those damn groomers. And they bred like bunnies. (laughs) Those damn groomers. 
That went right over my head. For I know a it did. <laughs> yeah, I hate groomers, but this was a, this was an animal groomer, not a not a groomy gross groomer, not a uh, pet groomer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, the village was like distraught because all these bunnies were hopping around getting into stuff and burrowing and fucking up their gardens fucking and stuff. Fucking bunnies. So God damn it. they were going to like put out trap and kills, but there were some people that were like, but let's just not though. They're bunnies. Bunnies are cute. They're bunnies. Right. Yeah. The ears and the, the, the bunny. It's a bunny. So she did like a GoFundMe or some kind of fundraiser like that and raised money to collect the bunnies and she had talked a lot of the residents into adopting the bunnies mm. or to fostering them until they could be adopted out yeah um to have them spayed and neutered so wow. that they could save the bunnies save the bunnies i i really like that yeah i'm i'm happy that that happened yeah yeah i'm sad that they got left behind but i'm glad that somebody's trying to save them but i'm sad for all the ones that didn't make it right let's all pour one out for the bunnies that didn't make it <laughs> Okay. okay, so anyway, grass doesn't grow on the roof because it withers before it can grow. With it, the reaper cannot fill his hands, nor the one who gathers fill his arms. May those who pass by not say, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Mm. Yeah, no blessings yeah, no, for right. bad guys, I right, guess, or yeah. whatever, which is exactly... Wouldn't want to be nice to our neighbors, you know. Or people that don't believe like you. Right, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. God forbid we... We bless the people that we don't agree with. Yeah. I bless everybody because I figure that the happier people are, the more they stay the fuck away from me and leave me alone. I just like being nice to people generally. Well, yeah. But like when it comes to quote unquote your enemies. Sure. You know, there are people that I actively dislike. Right. I mean, I really, I would even go so far as say detest. Sure. And I want them to be really, really fucking happy. So because they leave you the fuck alone. Don't leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish much success and prosperity upon them. So right. They go the fuck away. Yeah. All right. Psalm 129 is a prayer for the overthrow or downfall of Zion's enemies. It's a song of victory over Zion's enemies. And it's a song of degrees. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It starts, many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. Mm. Psalm 129 is not attributed to any author. Okay. This psalm would be applicable to many periods of trouble, war, or persecution throughout Jewish history and is not written in such a way as that it can be with certainty referred to any of those So we're not even going to take five guesses. No, (laughs) normally we would take five guesses. We're not even going to. Got it. And why it was made one of the songs of ascent is equally unknown. Hmm. It's just there. Okay. Okay. Right. They're that's probably it. like, we need one more, you know. Fifteen. That is one, a good that one, that'll do. That's a that's a simple little thing. Mm-hmm. Let's stick that in there. Right. All right. Psalm one thirty, which is also a song of ascent. A song of ascent. That is correct. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive. To my cry for mercy. Mm. Your bunny ears. <laughs> Your bunny ears. Be attentive. Right. We have a little bunny that comes to visit us in our backyard. We He's do. so cute. We do. And it's gotten to the point where we can open the door and go outside and stand there. And he doesn't even flinch. Yeah. He's like, You should share okay. some uh, pictures of him on Discord. I will. Yeah. I will. I'm going to share that bunny montage. Right. Yeah. He's a good one. Yeah. I like that guy. Right. 
If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? O Lord. O Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Could you stand? Uh, yeah. If a record of your sins was displayed, could you stand? Yeah. Under the weight of all those sins that you do all the time? I'm checking. Yeah, I could stand. I pick my nose a lot. I mean, so what? That's pretty much it. I cuss. I'm not sorry about either of those. Right. I'm not sorry for picking my nose or dropping I pretty much ascribe to the idea that my um, quote-unquote sins Mm -hmm. are exactly why I am who I am today, and I'm not really ashamed of it, you know? Yeah, like, I don't do bad things. Like, I don't steal. I don't rob. I don't rape. I don't pull whiskers off kittens. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Like, I would be hard-pressed, like, what, I I have sex now and again? Right. what... I had premarital sex. Like, right. N- just not sorry. Yeah. Um, that gave me my son. So how sure. could I even regret that a little? No, I did. I did lots of drugs when I was younger. But you know, I mean, I I don't. I'm not upset about that. I'm not. I'm not. Doesn't keep me up at night. I'm just like whatever. That was a time in it my was, life. That was a thing I did. I did those things. And will I admit that it was stupid? Probably some of it was stupid, but I wouldn't take it back. It made me who I am. Like I said. Right. Right. So. I wouldn't say that they were sins because they were only, if they were harmful at all, they were only harmful to yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And to me, a sin is something that you do that's harmful to others. Sure. And if that's the case, I don't think I am sinful personally. So yeah, maybe that's just me. I'm sure that I have hurt other people in some fashion or another. Oh, I know that I have hurt other people. And I'm I'm usually, I think, very sorry about that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't recall a time when I wasn't that sorry about it but <laughs> that sorry depends on who it was <laughs> i don't think either but, of I mean, us are saying, sorry you know. if my ex ever cried over yeah right yeah <laughs> i mean i did punch him that one time so he had it coming he did he, he did. was trying to hit me i so. know i know the one and only time that, that, that one happened. i am not sorry about no he had it coming <laughs> so there <laughs> Meh. see Meh. yeah but with you there is forgiveness therefore you are feared mm. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen waiting for the morning, more than watchmen waiting for the morning. Mm. That sounds That's, like a song right? right, yeah. Well, it did say it was a song It is a song but the other ones weren't so song Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Redeemy okay. doodle do. All right. Yeah. So Psalm one thirty is hope in the Lord's redemption, and it starts from the depths. I have cried out to you, O Lord. Psalm one thirty is one of the penitential psalms. And just as a reminder, a penitential psalm or a psalm of confession are expressive of sorrow for sin. Mm. Okay. It is one of the psalms traditionally recited in times of communal distress. Got it. So it's when the whole community is going through a rough time and they sing it together. Help! Right, right. They all get together and go, one, two, three, go, help! Help! (laughs) In Latin, it is known as De Profundis. Okay. Which, you know. I don't know Latin. I don't either. And the only reason that, like, I have not said that about any of the others. In Latin, it is known as blah, 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 right? Right, right. Here's why I did this time. Okay. A long letter by Oscar Wilde written to his former lover, Lord Alfred Douglas, near the end of Wilde's life, 
while he was in prison also bears the title De Profundis, hmm. although it was given the title after Wilde's death. Oh, okay. They found his, his letter to his lover from jail and were like, let's publish that and stick a title on it. Okay. That seems not right. Right. But that's what happened. Got it. But poems by Alfred Tennyson, Al- Elizabeth Barrett Browning, C.S. Lewis, Dorothy Parker, and many others also Bear the title De Profundis. Okay. And that's where that comes from. Got it. De Profundis. It sounds kind of cheerful in a way. (laughs) Okay. Psalm 31. This is a doozy. It's really long. So (laughs) hold on to your butt. In no way whatsoever. Okay. It is a song of ascents. And guess what? What? Is it of David? It's of David. Mm, Look at you. My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Hmm. Yeah, don't read the news. Don't think of things too far. Right. No, I I mean, like, it sounds like they want you to, like, just be dumb. They're like, just... Hush, go home, right. sit in your rocky chair, you'll be okay. That does not apply to me. No, not at like, all. I want to know what's going on, not for gossip's sake, but so that... You're informed. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, you can't... I don't think you can exist in this world without trying to be informed in a way that is meaningful. Especially now that we're more global than ever. Sure. You know? You've yeah. got to know. You've got to have some clue what's going on. Right. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you can just vote yeah. for the person that whatever strikes your fancy, which is what happened with Trump in the, in the U S but then it's also like, if you're not going to be informed, why vote? Right. You know? Right. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. I, I really, if you, I think that the U S could deal, could, could use a lot more, um, education with regard to mm-hmm. our politics, our political actors and just general how we operate in this country and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. I Sorry, I, I'm, I didn't mean to go off about politics. I mean, it impacts our daily life. So no, I know, I know. It's hard not to. Right, right. All right. Psalm 131 is childlike repose in the Lord. And it starts, Lord, my heart is not haughty. Yeah. It is one of three psalms consisting of only three verses. The others are Psalms 133 and 134, so yet hmm. to come. Okay. Okay. Yep. It is attributed to David and is classified among the Psalms of Confidence, which are individual laments bemoaning the fate of the psalmist, hmm. which I don't feel really, um, I don't feel that that describes it well. Like, this person was not bemoaning the fate of himself. He was saying... Um, I need to, like, rest my mind and be like a bird with no thoughts in my brain. And, right, right. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know. Just, I, didn't, I didn't like that classification. Sure. I, I feel it was wrongly classified. Right, right. By far the most common type of psalm, these typically open with an invocation of God, followed by the lament itself and pleas for help. And often end with an expression of confidence that God will help you. Gotcha. And it's like the ending, that is what the whole three verses were. Right, right. So, again, I'm just like, what? Yeah, that's a lot of words and a lot of 
in-depth whatever for something that barely even was a thought. Yeah, it just said, <laughs> I mean, basically that whole psalm was trust in the Lord to take care of shit for you. Right, right. Right? Yeah. So that was that was those psalms. That was those psalms? Yeah. All right, sounds good. So I think uh, tomorrow we're going to be finishing this up. Yep. With we, the, well, not Psalms, but the uh, Psalms of Ascents. Correct. Which will be covering what? Uh, Psalms 132, 133, and 134. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember where we're at? So we are in the last three of the Psalms of Ascents. We are. And we're going to finish up those, not the Psalms in total. Right. Though we're close. We are close. But Psalms of Ascents. Yes. And yeah, they're they're Psalms of Ascents. I mean, are they though? <laughs> <laughs> they're Psalms. They're Psalms, for sure. That's, I, I the, that's the things they are. I don't feel like they're any different than any of the others, but it, yeah. what the fuck do I know? Right. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're just reading this shit. We're just reading this shit. Anyway. Had to remind ourselves of that earlier today when I was like, oh, this is so painful. I hate it. <laughs> normally, I'm the one reminding you. And today, you were reminding me. Our goal is to just be able to say we've read the whole Bible. Right. Um, I do want to remind everyone of one more thing, though. Oh, yeah? Tomorrow night is our live event in Dayton, Ohio. At Brick's Ice House. At Brick's Ice House at 7 p.m. The podcast itself We'll start probably around 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Mm -hmm. um, if you happen to just, you know, get dropped in Dayton, Ohio for some reason, pop on by. Yes. We'll be upstairs. Yeah, we'll be upstairs in the upstairs room thing. And, and there's links to, you know, RSVP and all that kind of wonderful shit. Yep. So do those things. Yeah, if, you if you're, really you're going to come, you know. If you're not, then join us on Discord. Yeah. You can still be there. Yeah. But like, you know, in like electronic spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, at least join us in spirit, if not in person. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, what, are, what are we doing today? The, what are the actual psalm numbers? The psalm numbers are psalms 132, 133, and 134. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. All right, so jumping right into Psalm 132. Okay. Guess what it is? It's a song of a sense. It and is, is it of David? Of a sense. It's not of David. Oh, I damn. mean, it might be, but it doesn't say that. Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. But it does start out, Oh, Lord, remember David. <laughs> and And all the hardships he endured. Ah. Don't forget David. So it's not necessarily of David, but about David. For David? But, yeah. Yeah. So David's up in there. Right. He swore an oath to the Lord and made a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or go to my bed. I will allow no sleep to my eyes, no slumber to my eyelids, till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. Okay? Got it. Yeah. Don't forget. Okay. We heard it in Ephrathah. We come upon it in the fields of Jar. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Mm. Arise, O Lord, and come to your resting place. Wasn't you it? and the ark of your might. 
wasn't it like Esau or or one of the one of the tribe places that was the footstool of the Lord or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember, remember where that yeah, was. I, I remember the was, word. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. May your priests be clothed with righteousness. May your saints sing for joy. For the sake of David, your servant, do not reject your anointed one. Don't do okay. it. Don't reject him. But okay. I do. Don't do it. Remember I, David, your servant. I don't Funny. know. I don't know fucking David from a hole in the wall. He's David. Fuck David. The chronicler, David was an asshole beside, besides. The chronicler told us how wonderful The chronicler he is. was in love with the dude. He was. And she was. I, and I just, no. Yeah, I agree. I think that sums it up. No. Yeah, just no. The Lord swore an oath to David, a sure oath that he will not revoke. Mm. One of your own descendants I will place on your throne. If your sons keep the covenant and the statutes I teach them, then their sons will sit on your throne forever and ever. Mm. I sit on my throne (laughs) at least once a day. (laughs) For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling. This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned, for I have desired it. God has all the universe to sit in, chooses Jerusalem. Sure. Why not? Why? Because that's where they were. I mean, it just seems like there's so many more places that are so much more beautiful and aesthetic and like your God, I'm thinking right? like flowers and gardens. Yeah, right? And he picks a desert. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just where they were. It's just where they were. I guess. I guess. I mean, they didn't even know about like. Um, the Grand Canyon. Right? You know? Yeah, I mean, that that's... I'm trying to think of pretty places. Right, right, yeah. They I'm... didn't even know about, like, I don't know. Red River Gorge. That's yeah. That's a place I love. Like, and, and National Bridges, you know, the Natural Bridges down in right? Kentucky, Tennessee, wherever that is. I can't remember exactly. I yeah. think it's Tennessee. They, so. just, they didn't know all those places. Yeah. You know, the, oh, the wonderful gardens of Japan. Right. You know? yeah. Or the tulip gardens of um where are those? The Dutch. Or like pretty you know? much any evergreen forest ever because they're yeah. just so fucking peaceful. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that would be a peaceful place to sit. They just didn't know. But no, instead he's starting up a bunch of shit in the Middle East. Yeah. Where that's like, where they were. So that's what we got. Yeah, I just whatever. Yep. I will bless her with abundant provisions. Her poor will I satisfy with food. I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints will ever sing for joy. Mm. Here, I will make a horn grow for David. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you will. And I, oh, set up a lamp for my anointed one. I will clothe his enemies with shame, shame, Mm. shame. Yeah. But the crown on his head will be resplendent. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that was 132. Sure was. And Psalm 132 is a prayer for blessing on the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It starts, Lord, remember David. Yeah. This is the longest of the 15 psalms categorized as a song of ascents. Its author is not known. And that is it. That's all I got for you Wow. Today. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that psalm is done. <laughs> that psalm is done, man. Yep. All like right. the dishes. Yeah. This is they're done and Psalm 132 done. Right, right. Okay. Psalm 133. What is it? A psalm, a song of a sense. And who is it of? David. It is. That's great. You're paying good attention, honey. <laughs> How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. 
It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard. I'll skip the oil being poured on my head, thanks. Running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Wow. Well, I guess the forevermore life would be the, the heavenly bit. Probably. Yeah. And the oil wasn't just like veggie oil. No, I know, I know. Actually, I have some stuff to say about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Psalm 133 is the blessings of brotherly unity. And it starts, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. This is one of the three songs of ascents consisting of only three verses. Mm. One of which we read the other day. Yeah, that was Psalm 131. And the next one that we're going to read, 134, is the other one. Yeah. Okay. The beginning of the psalm has been chosen as a motto by many universities, as well as a symbol of brotherhood by Freemasonry, since Mm. it addresses the topic of unity. Okay. You know, how great it is to be unified. Right. Right? Yeah. Now, David may have composed this psalm after he was unanimously crowned as king by the United Tribes of Israel. Remember that day? Um, we read about kind that. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or David may have composed this psalm after his son Absalom um, revolted and was put down and the tribes hurried to show their loyalty to David. Right. Or, or it may have just been a prophetic kind of thing referring to the reunion of the tribes after the Babylonian captivity. Or <laughs> it may have been... Um, prophesizing the unity of the Christians at the time of the Gospels. Mm. Or it may have been prophesizing the Messianic Age. Or it could just be we don't know what the fuck it's doing and, like, why I guess. I'm like, probably not prophecy. Probably just, like, saying, I love it when people get along. Remember when Aaron got along with his brother and that was beautiful and we should all be like that. Yeah. Like, that's the message I got. Sure, sure. I, but much like any other thing in the Bible, there's 15 different answers for everything. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, whatever. Who cares? Exactly. It. I mean, I get it. They're trying to come up with some sort of a reason or rhyme, rhyme or reason for it. Meaning. Yeah. And so I understand wanting to understand more, especially if you care a lot about the religion and, and, and God and the Bible and all that. Mm-hmm. But... We obviously don't fucking know. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. And sometimes psalms are just like saying, that's nice. Yeah. Right? Right. So it has been suggested that David is directing the call for unity and brotherly love to the sons of his many wives. Because remember, they were all yeah not with each other because right. he had so many fucking wives. Yeah, which was not a good thing. Yeah. So he was, you know, telling his sons, including Absalom... Can't y'all motherfuckers just get along? Right. And they were like, no, one of us wants the crown. Right, right. So, no. Yeah. No, you've literally set this world up so that we have to fight for the crown. Yeah. So, the Midrash interprets verses 1 and 2 in the context of Moses anointing his brother Aaron as high priest of Israel. Because it does mention pouring the oil. The the anointing oil is what it is. Right, Over Aaron. Okay. And so, according to the Midrash, that's what that's about. Didn't it say Aaron? or did that, Yeah, okay. it did. It said, um, it is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard upon the collar of his robes. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Aaron being anointed by his brother. Sure. 
okay? So that's really important. That's why I mentioned that. Okay. Like with, you know, brotherly love, yeah, right? Like, right. can't we all be like that? So according to the Midrash, two drops of the holy anointing oil hung from Aaron's beard like two pearls. Mm. I don't know where they got that idea because that it doesn't say that. But right. that that is in the Midrash. That's a thing, apparently. Yeah. And... The psalm, because of that, is the inspiration for the colloquial names of a number of wild plants that are referred to as Aaron's beard. Hmm. And Aaron's beard refers to any number of plants having numerous stamens or thread-like runners. And I wrote down a couple here just because I thought it was so interesting. Sure. These plants grow all over the world, okay? Okay. So there's a type of ivy that's native to South and Southwest Europe that is called um, Aaron's Beard. Okay. okay? Yep. There's also a type of Great Sa- great St. John's Wort, which is wi- wildly cultivated. Like that grows everywhere. Okay. okay. There's a species of prickly pear cactus endemic to Mexico, also called Aaron's, Aaron's Beard. beard. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking like all kinds of different plants, all kinds of different places sure. in the world. Right. Strawberry geranium. Native to Asia, mm-hmm. Aaron's beard. Okay. There's a type of willow leaf that is native to Eurasia. Okay. So Aaron's beard. Got okay. it. It's a type yeah. of plant. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's because of this psalm. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. So in verse three, which is, um, it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. Blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. Okay. The King James Version just took it upon itself to add as the dew, before the reference to the mountains of Zion, therefore distinguishing two sources of dew. So where it says, it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on the dew of Mount Zion. Oh, okay. So so much dew, right? Right, yeah. Right? But it's been noted that there's no justification, justification for adding these extra bits of dew that falls on the slopes because... Um, the dew that does fall on the slopes of snow-clad Hermon Mountain, Yeah, it's particularly heavy. Got it. So there was no need to do that. Sure. But they were like, this dew, that dew, so much fucking dew. Right. And the reason behind that is that because dew is supposed to be like refreshing and life-giving and they wanted to make sure that you knew that Zion had the best dew. Right. Okay. They had the best mountain dew in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the dew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I... I thought that was an interesting note. Aaron's beard and doo-doo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Psalm 134. Yeah. What is it? It is a song of ascents. And which one is it? Of David? No. It's oh, it's the, the last, last one. one. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. very last song Sorry. of ascents. I wasn't following what you were laying down there. You weren't. You weren't. I was farting it and you were not sniffing it. <laughs> Praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who minister by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise your Lord. My God. May the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion. Was that like a contest to see how many times you could fit Lord into the same fucking five sentences? Uh-huh. Okay. Did I win? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think okay. you won. So Psalm 134 is an exhortation to the night watchers. It's also referred to as the praising the Lord in his house at night. Mm, Okay. It starts, behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord. 
Psalm 34 is one of the three songs of ascent consisting of only three verses, which we named mm-hmm. the other two earlier. Yeah. And it is the last of the 15 songs of ascent. Right. This psalm urges devotees to pray for the ones who enjoined them, their leaders, guards, ministers, high priests, etc. So okay. you're supposed to pray for your leadership. And we see that in a lot of um, Christian churches, particularly Baptists, where they will pray for the government, right, for government right. leaders to make wise choices. Yeah. And like that will make a thing of it. Like uh, my parents are part of that group. Yeah. Like they pray for the president of the United States. They pray for um, the police. They play. They pray literally for all of the leaders to make smart choices. Sure. I've witnessed this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, I don't know. It's not that I don't like hope that leaders make good choices. It just seems like really. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to ineffective and kind of weird. Yeah. I don't think that's the right word. I'm it just leaves me feeling like, huh. You know, that's not something right. I would I would spend my time on, I guess. Sure. Like I would write letters to my leader saying, Can you please just It's it's like the it's like the whole um Thoughts and, thoughts prayers. and prayers thing where, mm-hmm. you know, you're not doing anything. There's no you're not taking action against the things that are causing problems. You're just literally offering thoughts and prayers yeah which do nothing right well they make you feel better sure because then you've done your part and they might make somebody else individually feel better that's what i mean so i mean i'm not saying that they're completely misplaced but they have to go along with action you can't you can't just thoughts and prayers are that's not how we got to the moon. We didn't right. just hope that these metal parts that we found in the ground go together and that right. they form some might kind as... of contraption that goes to the moon someday. Right. You might as well call them hopes and wishes. I mean, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. Wouldn't it be cool if um, we could be like the ants and have some kind of medicine? Oh, well, if we do, it'll <laughs> fall into a needle by itself. Right. You know? Yeah. Like... No, antibiotics are a thing that we figured out. Right. We didn't just hope and prayer that people get better from the fucking plague. Right, right. Okay, I'm combining a lot of different medical terms and well, it, problems, but... It all kind of fault goes hand in hand with how I feel about how people attribute credit to God for things when it's not God that does it, it's the scientists, it's the, the workers, it's the people mm-hmm. doing the things that yeah. actually... Are getting them done. It's not God, and when you attribute it to God, you're you're taking away credit from people that are actually do the credit. Yeah. Well, it, it also it always makes me think of that scene, and I've I've voiced this before, so apologies for being repetitive. In um, Voltaire's Candide, where an entire ship of people drowned, and nobody jumped in to save them because they were like, well. If they, if it's God's will. Yeah. If they're going to be saved, they're going to be saved. If they're not, they're not. It is what it is, man. <laughs> right. What can I do? Right. I'll pray for them. Yeah. Hope, hope they make it to shore. No, and I, and I we've seen it in action ourselves. I mm-hmm. We went to a, a baseball game years ago, and we were walking down um, to like a parking level in a, there was a homeless guy sleeping on a stairwell. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember? Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, you were the one that, Made it a thing. Like, not not me, not other people. People were just walking by, and there was people being cruel to, them, 
to this person even. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and people were just continuing to walk by. And you stopped me and ins- insisted that we go do something about it. And we did. To make sure he was okay. Like, I can't give him a house. I didn't have any money or anything. Right. But he was just laying on the ground. Right. And I was like, I don't know if he's homeless. He looked... I don't know just, if he's alive. Hardly, yeah. I mean, you know? he looked like he could just be dead and people are just like walking by. Right. And, and the cops seemed so nonplussed over the whole situation. And yeah, it was just not a great experience overall as far as like feeling good about humanity. Right. Right. So. And like, to be clear, I wasn't like, I'm going to call the cops on this person. No. I was literally like, I want to make sure that this person is okay. I want to make sure that they're alive. I want right. to make sure they don't need medical assistance. Yeah. Like, because they were, I mean, they were, yeah. They yeah. didn't look like they were in a great spot. No, so. no. I don't know that I made that guy's life any better. I might have actually made it worse. I, I don't know. I don't know what else I could have done in that situation. But, but there I were couldn't do nothing. Literally people throwing things at him. And, I mean, yeah. like, it was not a good scenario for that person before no. we got involved. Yeah. And at least somebody is checking on him at the very least. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I it. But I mean that that just goes to show that like people will watch things happen without getting involved, or if they get involved, they do so in the ugliest possible way. Sure, but I mean I think essentially most of the time it's because they think someone else will take care of it. Someone else will always be the one to call nine one one. Right. I mean, like we've actually gone through that before too, where like we hear something and we're like, should we call the police? And then we're always like, no, somebody else surely. Has called the police by well, now. And even criminals know this to some extent. I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes the best place to pull a crime is right in the middle of a bunch of people because it makes everybody... Everybody's and, so uncomfortable. Right. No one wants to be the person to to, to go against the grain. Right. Um, another example would be I was at a get-together where a bunch of people were drinking and a drunk guy left and everybody was like... They asked him, are you okay to drive? It was so clear he was not okay to drive. But once he insisted, like, everybody was like, what can you do? He's a grown-ass adult. Right. And I made a big fuss about it, and I was the asshole. Right. Because I was like, you know, oh, don't worry about all the other lives you're putting at risk. You're okay. Right. Like, I'm yeah. glad you, you'll you survive it. And then um, the guy was, like, acting like I was an asshole because I was like, Oh, oh, he kept saying, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. And I said, I don't give a fuck about you. And then he was like, what? Like, it never occurred to him, like, you've already made your choice. If you're going to die, you're going to die. That's not on me. Like, you made that decision. I'm concerned about other people you're putting at risk. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to make the choice for other people. Right. But it made the entire gathering really awkward and we had to leave because I, I made everybody awkward. Not the drunk ass. Yeah. And and not all the people that wouldn't take his keys away, I was the problem. Right, right. Which, I mean, I, I don't mind being a problem because I just always assume I'm the problem. But <laughs> it it just goes to show, like, society has a really, really hard time being the Neville Longbottom. You right. know, standing up and, and taking that... that Stance against... Yeah, it's hard. Standing up for what's right, even in the face of social criticism. Yeah, and it is hard. I was really glad when Neville Longbottom got the prize for that. I'm talking about Harry Potter, yeah. in case you don't know. But <laughs> it made me feel a lot better. I was like, vindicated. Well, we have gone on 
a ramble. We here. have. It's just that these psalms have not hit home at all, and I was really glad to be able to get a feeling out of one. Sure. Yeah. No, that's that's great. So now we're done with the songs, psalms of ascents. We are. We and are. And we are in the last little bit left in psalms. I believe there's only like 150 total, right? Or something like that? 150-ish? Yeah, 150. 150. Yeah, yeah, so we're headed towards the so end we're here. we're very close. There's only 15 more to go or so. Yep. And then we'll be done with psalms. Yeah, and so um, let's see. This is going out on Wednesday, so yeah. Thursday will be our live show. Yep, which will be a special episode. It will not be Psalms. It will not be Psalms. Right. It'll be like an intro of us and maybe some answering some questions and talking about what we do and um, the story thus far kind of thing and yeah. all that stuff. Because we'll be talking to a lot of new people that don't know who we are. Yeah, So. yeah. Um, but another thing I do want to mention too, when we do get to the end of Psalms, we are going to be taking a week break from our normal podcast Mm -hmm. Yes, just to give ourselves some like downtime. Well, we have reached the middle of the Bible and I feel like we deserve it. Yeah. And we will have some special episodes going out that week. So, you know, we won't be completely without something to listen to. It just won't be the normal. It won't be the normal episodes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But on Friday, we'll be back with Psalms 135, 136, and 137. And husband doesn't know it yet, but he is going to play a special role on Friday. Oh, Oh, he's giving me a look. Oh, he's giving me a look. (laughs) Y'all got some shit to look forward to. All right. I guess we'll find out then. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Husband. Wife. Do you know where the hell we're at? Well, we just finished the Psalms of Ascents and we're getting ready to head into the home stretch. Of Psalms. Of the Psalms, yeah. yeah. And there were 15 of them, their senses, songs. <laughs> there Psalmi, sure were. Psalmi's senses. Yes, there were. And so, yeah, like you said, now we're finishing up the Psalms. Um, there are 150 of them. Today, we are covering Psalms 135, 136, and 137. Awesome. Before we hop into them, though, I do want to remind everybody, um, if you're planning... Somehow, some way, some some way, somehow, some way to come to our live event. That is tonight. Tonight. So Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, the twenty seventh of July, twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, just for posterity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
and we're we're doing it. We're doing live tonight. Yep. So be there or be on Discord. There'll be a link to our Discord channel in the show notes. Yes. You can join us at our live event in, you know, the electronic lands. Yes. Be there in in spirit, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we look forward to that tonight. And it's going to be kind of a special episode. We're not going to be doing a regular episode there. Correct. So you should join us. We're not going to be doing psalmy type things. But for now, let's go get into psalms. Okay. I'm very excited about this one because you're going to be participating. Fuck. In the reading of one of them. Okay. Fuck indeed. (laughs) All right. Let's start Psalm 135. Okay. You ready for this? I am so ready. I'm sitting here. Ready as ready can be. It's just these psalms are boring, and it looks boring. You I should stop saying they're boring. You should be like, yeah, psalms. I'm Woo! so excited about this psalm you don't even know. There you go. Okay. See? It's all about the positive attitudes, you know? 135. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah? That's literally how it starts. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. Praise him, you servants of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You who minister in the house of the Lord. Okay. In the courts of the house of our God. That's a lot of praising. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Mm. Sing praise to his name, for that is pleasant. Yeah. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own, Israel to be his treasured possession. Which is basically the same thing. Praise, 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 praise. God, 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 go. Yeah. I know that the Lord is great, that our Lord is greater than all gods. I want to know how they know this. Like, okay, because he said people so. tell me this all the time. I know God is great. Like, how? How the fuck do you know he's? They're great. I don't know he's great. I've never seen God. I've never seen God do anything. I don't see anything he has done. I I don't see any evidence of him. Open your heart. Fuck that shit. It's all a bunch of hooey hooey bullshit. I just want to know what that means. Open your heart. You you open it. It means lose a few brain cells. I think. I just, I honestly want to know, though, what does open your heart mean? What, like, literally, explain what, what that action is. You're telling me to do things, It means right? let yourself be open to magic, I think. Like, you're supposed to accept that you can't know everything. And you know what? I'm, <laughs> if you if you knew me, you would be like, yeah, that's never going to happen with husband. Oh, husband is a little arrogant and... <laughs> but for me, no, look, I, I admit I don't know everything. I was going to say, I already accept that I don't know everything. My problem is that, but I want to learn as much yes, as I can. I want to know everything. And and, I, and and God negates the possibility of knowing everything, you know? Okay, I can see how that would be problematic for you. I, I don't want to know everything because I don't think my stupid little brain could hold everything in it. Right. Like, I, I mean, no, I mean even... I, I'm agreeing with you on my account, too. I agree that I couldn't know everything. There's no way. Like, I can't even picture chess moves, like, two moves ahead. But I have a know? desire to learn as much as possible. Right. That's what I mean. I don't want to learn everything. I want to learn as much as I can. Right. So... And I think that's important for people to want to keep learning and keep growing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God puts an end to that. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's where you go to for your intellect to die. Just sit down. Just relax. Don't worry about it. You don't need to learn things. Right. Grab a beer. Why? And a recliner. I want to know stuff. I want to know how those doohickeys work. Right. Whatever those doohickeys are. Yeah. You know? And he said doohickey will do. I want to know all those sciences. Yep. And math is. For sure. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, the Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on earth. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That tracks. In the seas and all their depths, he makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. <laughs> I would love to go visit God's storehouses. And his See what store. that's all about. Yeah, right? right? He's got, like, all this furniture. It makes me feel kind of sad because, like... We have Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want to know what God's furniture looks like. Right? That would be an interesting uh, thing. Hey, guess what? What? He struck down the firstborn of Egypt. Yes, he did. And that was pretty terrible. The firstborn of men and animals. Let's brag. Wait, I didn't realize it was the animals also. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't recall that. But that's, that's still... Even if it was just the men. <laughs> hey, guess what? That's stupid and bad and wrong and evil. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> right. Love these Psalms, right? Yeah. Um, he sent his signs and wonders into your midst, oh, G- Egypt. I almost said Jesus. <laughs> oh, Egypt. I would just like to recount, mm-hmm. recall, recall, re- re- you know, recap, recap that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. He did. And, and that's what caused. God to then kill people. God was like, I'm going to make you be an asshole so that you do asshole things so that I can then get mad at you so that I can kill people. Yeah, it was. My it was, ultimate goal is honestly. Just to kill people, let's right? Let's be honest. Yeah. But I want to blame you for it. Because God caused it all. So. Right. It makes no sense. I'm going to heart in my heart. But they like to conveniently forget that when yeah. they're talking about these things. Yeah. They, like, no, 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 no. This was all God's doing. It's in the Bible. It's God literally written down. Yeah. We read that bit shit. So he sent his signs and wonders into your midst, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. Mm-hmm. He struck down many nations and killed mighty kings. I, sure, I guess. I mean, Sihon. remember how they couldn't clear out all the ba- the whatever the foreigners when the they Canaanites were. Canaanites. Yeah. yeah. Like you guys kept saying you did, but then they you kept guys, being more. You guys suck at wiping out. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Okay, here, we're going to name off some of the mighty kings. Oh, boy. Okay? Yeah. Sihon, king of the Amorites. Og, king of Bashan. They mentioned him again. Remember how they said they'd never mention we'll him again? never say his name yeah. again, except for all the times we do. Just keeps yeah. coming up. And all the kings of Canaan. And he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people, Israel. Except for when he didn't, because he didn't actually conquer all those people. Right, exactly. So. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renown, O Lord, through all generations. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. Mm, I mean, if he decides to that day. Right, yeah. If he's he, capricious. If he's, not, if he's not pissed off at you, I guess, maybe. He's persnickety. Yeah. He's got a mercurial temperament. Right. The idols of the nations are silver and gold. Silver and gold. Made by the hands of men. They have mouths but cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but guess what? They cannot um, hear? Yeah. Yeah. Nor is there breath in their... Mouth? Mouths. Got yeah. it, yeah. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. Man, that's a, that's a rough uh, prophecy for those people who make crosses and wear crosses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just Because mm-hmm. it has all those things, the eyes, the ears, the mm-hmm. mouth. And it's like, you know, usually made of silver, gold, things like that. Sometimes both. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people like, you know, kiss it because they love mm-hmm. that thing. And then they do the symbol of it when they're not wearing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So weird. It is. Yeah, it is weird considering yeah. how much they always say. Don't do Don't idols. do that. Yeah. Oh, house of Israel, praise the Lord. Mm. Oh, house of Aaron. What are we going to do? But praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Oh, house of Levi. Praise Satan. Praise the Lord. Fuck, I got that one wrong. Oh, oh, you who fear him. Uh, praise the Lord. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. Yeah. The Lord. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, this is a rough test. Praise be to the Lord from Zion to him who dwells in Jerusalem. What you going to do? Praise him. Praise the Lord. Okay. You got it. Yeah. You did good. Good job. Yeah, that's me. not the one you're participating in. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's still Damn more it. to come. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's look at these here notes yeah. for the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Psalm 135 is the greatness of the Lord and the vanity of idols. It's also known as praise to God in creation and redemption. It's also called many mercies. It okay. starts and ends with praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm. Or in the King James Version, praise ye the Lord. Mm. Hey, you! You've got to throw in that extra ye there. Yep, yep. And guess what? That's what? all the notes I have because that's as interesting it's as it It's a boring it psalm. It's a boring psalm. Okay. Nothing special about it whatsoever. Got it. 10 out of 10, no notes. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is... The one that you're going to help me with. Oh, okay? joy. Yeah. Psalm 136. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, every time I complete a line, I'll, I'll give you the cue and you say, his love endures forever. Hmm. Okay. Do I really have to do that? You have to help me read this. Okay. Either that or I'm going to sing that fucking line every time. And it's going to be very annoying because I will go very high and very low and it'll annoy your microphone. Okay. All right. So Got it. So you're going to help me? Uh, I'll help you. What is the what, line? What is it again? His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Okay, are you ready? Okay, I'm, I think I'm ready. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever, Satan rocks. <laughs> Give... <laughs> that was not correct. <laughs> Give thanks to the God of God. His love endures forever. Almost pretty cool, too. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. His love endures forever. Yes. I'm, I'm done Sorry. with the little sides here. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I would recommend you, you cut that shit Yeah, out. no, it did be a lot of, I'd have to think of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. To him alone who does great wonders. His love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens. His love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters. His love endures forever. Who made the great lights. That doesn't even make sense here. His love endures his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day. The s- his love endures forever. <laughs> You're so confused. It doesn't make these don't make sense. The moon and stars to govern the night. His love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. This is boring as shit. His love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. His love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm. See, it makes sense here. His love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder. His love endures for. Wait a second. <laughs> Fuck this shit. He fucking separated that to get them across, and then he killed all the people that came across behind him. Yeah. His, his love endures forever. Fuck that bullshit. I'm sorry. His love endures forever. Fuck you. And brought Israel through the midst of it. His love endures forever. No mumbling. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. That is not love. (laughs) Love does not 
endure very long. His love endures forever. Oh, to him who led his people through the desert. His love endures forever until he drops pheasants on your goddamn head. Who struck down great kings. His love endures forever. And killed mighty kings. He's killing people. <laughs> Say it. His love endures forever. This is this is painful to me. I know, I know. I'm I'm, I'm actually I'm enjoying, in pain. I'm over enjoying this. your pain. Sihon, king of the Amorites. His love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. He's literally listing out people he helped kill. Yeah. And I'm supposed to say his love endures forever. Thank you. And gave their land as an inheritance. His love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel. His love endures forever. To the one who remembered us in our low estate. His love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies. His love endured forever. endures forever. And who gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. <sighs> His love endures forever. The end. Oh, thank <laughs> fuck. Psalm 136 is called... His love endures forever. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> what it should be. Um, it's called... Praise for the Lord's everlasting mercy. It's also called many mercies. It's also referred to as a litany of thanksgiving, mm. as well as the great Hallel, which I'll get into in a oh, second. The great Hallel. Mm -hmm. okay. Not just a Hallel. Right, it's just it's the, the great, great one. one. Yeah. yeah. It starts, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Uh, let us not forget, a Hallel is a Jewish prayer recited on Jewish holidays as an act of great praise and thanksgiving. And this is the great one of those. Well, I mean, how many times did you have to say his love endures forever? For you had to sake? say it forever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all the notes I have about that. I thought you had more about the Hallel thing. I did. I just told you a Hallel oh, is a Jewish oh, oh, prayer. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You are not listening I'm not to me today. Attention. I just, it's late. We're doing this one late. I know. We I blame it on the late. Okay. We had to redo the intro at the beginning. You know what? Because I suck. You did. Because I go, we're covering these X, Y, and Z. And you go, okay, so what are we covering? Right, yeah. I was like, I literally <laughs> just told you. And then when, when we get thrown off like that, I like I melt down and I'm like, I can't go on. You're like, <laughs> there's no, um, okay, let's just carry on and I'll edit that out. Right. You're like, nope, redo the whole thing. Right, right. Oh, you suck so much. I mean, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't. That's like once in a, like. I mean, it's probably been almost a year since the last time we've done that. I would say six months. Okay, six months. Yeah. I would, right. A year is a bit strong to say that you haven't, like, made us start over. All right. All right. Six months. I'll give you six months. All right. Okay. All right. We're moving on to Psalm 137. <sighs> Your love endures forever. <laughs> <laughs> By the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There are the poplars we hung our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors, tor tormentors. I was getting that mixed up with the dementors from Harry Potter. <laughs> no, our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, "Sing us one of the songs of Zion." So, like, they've been captured, and then their captors are like, "Sing, be merry," and they're right. like, "But we're we're prisoners." 
we're not happy. Right, just, right. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, O Lord, what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried. Tear it down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to destruction, happy is he who repays you for what you have done to us. He who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rock. Jesus Christ. That needed a fucking trigger warning. Holy shit. So what? Um... They're sad, and then they're suddenly like, and we're going to kill your babies. Right, right. Whoa! <laughs> that escalated quickly. Like, I I, I mean, they've it. done it before. Like, yeah. you know, the, yeah. God did it to the the Egyptians. So Yes, you know. and I get being upset and being like, okay, we're prisoners, and this is was garbage. It, was it Israelites that were going to kill the babies? Was it, Or was um, it the other way around, like the people that were the captors? Daughter of Babylon. So they're saying... You Babylonian people yeah. who have captured us. Right. Um, happy is he who repays you for what you have done to oh, okay. us. He who seizes your infant. Okay. I hope somebody so, yeah. kills your baby. The person that's going to be ret- being taking retribution on you will yeah. be killing your babies by... Yeah. Okay. Blessings upon those yeah. who do that horrible that's, act. That's, that's awful. Yeah. And, that's... And, and apparently God endorses this. Yeah, it's, in it's in the Bible. Bible. So. Yay. Love it when we kill babies. Right. Oof. Yeah. No, no, in no way whatsoever. Right, right. That like, was just, like uh, just 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 to be clear there. Just to, that's with like, a I, slash s right, with sarcasm. Yeah, right. uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So Psalm one thirty seven is the morning of the exiles in Babylon. Okay. okay. And it starts by the rivers of Babylon. We sat and wept. Mm-hmm. Which that's a beautiful line, honestly. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. quite poetic. It's used a lot in. Um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. But it went from there to they wanted the yeah. them to play harps, and then because they were so sad, they were going to bash their enemies' kids against rocks. Yeah. So yeah, not cool. And that's a I'm, not good. I was trying to find a silver lining. Oh, it's just oh. really hard when they talk I, about killing. Babies. I don't have one here. Right. Right. <laughs> so rabbinical sources attribute the poem to the prophet Jeremiah, which we haven't read him yet, but okay. he's one of the prophets coming up. Got it. He's not a bullfrog. He's a dude. <laughs> Just an FYI. Right, right. Yes, I'm being childish. That is what I do. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This psalm is a communal lament about remembering Zion and yearning for Jerusalem, as well as voicing hatred for the holy city's enemies with sometimes violent imagery. While that was that was more than that was very <laughs> violent imagery. Sometimes we're violent. When Sometimes. is bashing kids against rocks not a violent imagery? Sometimes. While dwelling in exile during the Babylonian captivity. Mm. So just for a little bit of context, after Nebuchadnezzar II's successful siege of Jerusalem in 597 BC and his subsequent campaigns here yeah. and thither and far and whatever, right, right. inhabitants of the kingdom of Judah were deported to Babylonia where they were held captive until sometime after the fall of Babylon in 539 BC. Mm. And so when they mention in this the rivers of Babylon, those are the Euphrates and its tributaries, as well as the Tigris. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the Tigris and the Euphrates. Right. Right. It's that whole, you know, the fertile crescent of, of yeah. uh, humanity and everything. Yeah. 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 So this, um, 
the Rivers of Babylon is a song, mm-hmm. um, in part based on the opening verses of this psalm. And it's a Rastafarian song. No, I said that wrong, didn't I? Rastafarian? Rastafarian. Okay. Yeah, that's how I would say it. I anyway. said Rastafarian, but I think it's Rastafarian. Apologies. Sure. Um, anyway, it's a Rastafarian song, well known through its hit single, 1978 rendition by Boney M. Mm. And we've played his music before. Have we? Yes. Okay. Because he is excellent. Got it. So, yeah. Got it. Okay. And then in 1992, the rock reggae group Sublime oh. released a live cover of the song on their 40 Ounce to Freedom album. I've probably heard it then. Yeah. Interesting. I would imagine you have. Yeah. Now, in the book um, by Robert A. Heinlein, yeah. Job, A Comedy of Justice, mm-hmm. the last line of this psalm that we just read is referenced to depict the potential nature of God. <laughs> <laughs> Which that tracks. The bashing of children against rocks. Yeah. If you yeah. know anything about Heinlein, that tracks. Yeah. He was an avid atheist. Right. So, yes, I can. Wait, Heinlein was? Yeah. Hmm. I knew yes. Asimov was very much that. Yes. But, okay. Yes, he was. Um, he was the one who, I'm butchering this and I can't do it justice, but he has a quote, something to the effect of, or maybe, no, I might be confusing this quote with Douglas Adams. So apologies if I am. But there is a quote. That for a second I thought was by Heinlein, um, the world is beautiful enough. Why do we have to add magical fairies to it or something like that? But I think no, that's it's Douglas. Fairies, it's Douglas Adams. That's it's Douglas fairies Adams. at the bottom of a pond or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it says, but yeah. you kind of didn't. I told, I told you I didn't do it justice. <laughs> I remembered the gist of it, but I attributed right, right. it to the wrong author. But then I corrected myself and remembered the correct one. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. But no, he was definitely an atheist. Um, he wrote a lot of stuff that was like, Heinlein, that is, wrote a lot of stuff that was like, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, and if they're putting blue mud in your belly buttons, do what you gotta do to not get killed and fit in. Got it. And, um, he has quotes that are like, um, if you have to pray or do religion, um, for God's sakes, do it behind closed doors and wash your hands when you're done or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not a believer. Right. Okay. Um, finally, the last interesting note that I took, and there were many. This psalm is referenced all through music and literature. Hmm. I just took the ones that were most personally interesting to me. That's interesting because it's one of the shorter ones today. Yeah. And then the one that was like the longest one today, not, not much Boy. of anything, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, okay, but the one that was the longest today was long because if you took out <laughs> that one repetitive line, it would be short as fuck. Right, 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 right. Okay, so anyway, in his What to the Slave is the Fourth of July speech, Frederick Douglass compared the Rochester Ladies Anti-Slavery Society asking him to deliver their Fourth of July speech, so he compared that request, to the actions of the antagonists asking the Jews to sing in a foreign land. Hmm. And I'm like, God damn, bring it home, Frederick Douglass. Yeah, no, he was, that's, that's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, that is a fantastic um, comparison. Right. And I love that he included that in his speech. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's that's, uh, He's that's like, really knowing you, your shit. You, you know? fucking dare. Right. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I thought that was definitely worth saying. Um, we're still in the month of July. So um, yeah. American Independence Day was earlier this month. And it so was. it's still good timing on that, I think. Sure. 
Yep. Okay. So that wraps up that. Okay. So that does it for the Psalms today, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow we will be back with some more Psalms. No. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. We will Forget be, I just said that. Yeah. We'll be at our live event. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to be doing a special episode. Mm-hmm. And, and that gonna, will air Friday morning. It'll Yeah, we're gonna it will come out as a regular podcast because we are going to record it. So it'll be out on Friday morning. Or you could be really fucking awesome and join us on Discord if you can't mm-hmm. make it to the live event. Yeah. And then you're still there live. You know, so you're you just right there. Listen live Thursday night or listen to the recording as it's released Friday morning. Yep. So we'll be probably turning on the mics around seven ish. Um and the show proper will start at the, eight. The show proper Eastern. will start at eight Eastern. So there'll probably be just a lot of mumbling, bullshitty crap going on for the first hour. Yeah. Um, but you know, we might pop in and say, hey, how's everybody doing? Oh, I see you guys are chatting about blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we might pop over and say some stuff. But the actual podcast um, thing is not starting until 8. So Correct. hopefully we will see as many of you there as are possibly able to make it. Mm-hmm. And then um, we'll be back again on Friday. No, that will come out Friday morning. Oh, that'll come out Friday morning. So then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take a break on Saturday. Because mm-hmm, we got no Q&As. So there's no Q&A. And then we've got a Patreon, I think, coming up this week. On Sunday. On Sunday. And then we'll be back on Monday. With, with more Psalms. More Psalms. And we will be doing definitely Psalms 138, 139, and 140. Sounds great. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with the book of Revelation. One revelation, not many. We're working through every book of the Bible and offering our atheist two cents. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We are not academics nor scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. And what have we learned so far, husband? God is definitely a dick. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, you can jump in anywhere. It's all good. It is all good. So what are we doing today? We're at a live event in Dayton, Ohio. We are. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. We're celebrating having reached the halfway point of our endeavor by hosting this episode live from Bricks Ice House in downtown Dayton, Ohio. And it's sponsored by Free Thought Dayton with financial support from our listeners and friends. So thank you all. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. It means the world to us. Husband! Wife! What are we going to talk about? Well, I don't know. You're the one with the fucking paperwork. Why don't you tell me what we're going to talk about? I'll talk about what we're going to talk about. (laughs) So I put together a list of questions that I thought I would ask, and then you could just rip off, because that's what we normally do anyway. So essentially, we're going to be talking about why we're doing what we're doing? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. So the first question I came up with is, for me, why did I ask you to read the Bible with me? Well, I mean, I think that... No, why did I ask you? Oh, why, did why, did, I, why did you ask me? Why, me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was going to answer for you, but, you know. Well, you can answer for me. Go ahead. Why do you think I asked you? I think it was because we had never read the Bible and there was a bunch of shit going on in the world that, you know, we wanted to 
find out what the fuck's going on with that thing. Well, that's why I asked you to read it with me, but why I wanted to read it was because um, I'd always wanted to read it just because people are always talking about, it's in the Bible. You really need to read the Bible. Sure. Have you read the Bible? And are you saved? It's in the Bible. If you just read the Bible. Well, and you were a little bit more agnostic leaning when we started this thing. More agnostic than atheist. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you, you had a, some questions. You had yeah. some questions. And I was always told that the Bible will answer those questions. So. <laughs> how, how, how's that gone? <laughs> well, we're doing a podcast, so how do you yeah. think it's gone? Um, so the next question is, why did you, husband, agree to do this with me, to read the Bible? Honestly, because... Um, I've never read the Bible myself, and um, I felt like if I was going to talk about politics and talk about the state of the world, that based on how important this piece of literature is to what is going on, um, I needed to know what it said. And that's why I agreed to do this, and that's why I'm fully enthusiastically behind us going this route, because it's, I, I feel like it's important to know who we're talking to and what they mean by what they're saying. Yeah, and I think that reading it together kind of goes along with our uh, relationship early on. Um, One of the ways that we really clicked in the beginning is that we discovered we were reading the same book at the same time. Which was? Which was Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me explain. (laughs) Let me explain. Because we we were reading it because of that. Yes. Because... Our curiosity goes beyond just knowing that something sucks or we know, want we want to read We wanted to know but why? What sucks about it? Why does one side embrace it versus the other side doesn't? And we didn't have informed opinions. And so independently, we were both reading this book just to understand why do they love it? Why do they hate it? And and that's how we use it now. It is a doorstop now. But at the time, we were both the same age, the same place in in our our life. We were in our early 20s at the time. Mm -hmm. And we were both just curious and wanted to understand both both sides. Not not from a, like, to be fair to both sides. Not that. We just wanted to understand. More importantly, I wanted to be able to argue people. Like, Mm -hmm. if somebody was talking about Atlas Shrugged, I wanted to be talking be able to talk about that philosophy from the point of having read and understood what they are talking about. Right. And I wanted to be able to contradict that on intellectual on standing, terms. On standing. You yeah. know, like that yeah. that's where I wanted to be at. Like, that's well, why actually we I have read that. And that's the same reason we yes. want to read the Bible. And that's because... why that's why I brought it up, because it's the same concept, um, to use that as an analogy. We're not reading this because we believe in it or because um it's something that speaks to us. We're reading it for the same understanding that we want to know what our arguments against it are better. And we want to also better understand the people that we get into conflict with. And you have to tread a little bit into their waters to be able to do that, unfortunately. There's there's bugs in my beer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, there's bugs in your beer. (laughs) That's Sorry. Well, it's hot. You've probably got a little really, mad. Yeah, no, I think, that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's just a little mad. You just want a little swim. Yeah. All right, so the next question that I had is, so why are we, well, I guess the kind of, we already answered this. Why are we reading the Bible if we're atheists? I think, yeah, we already answered that. We did. Yeah. Because we want to understand 
where people are coming from, what mm-hmm. it means, what, how we would interpret it. That's what we're doing. We're interpreting yeah. it. So. Yeah. So the next question is, why did we decide to make a podcast about it, though? I think we decided to make a podcast to initially to hold ourselves accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more about showing up every day and doing this thing and making sure that we stuck to it. Yes. Um, because honestly, for the first six months, I don't think we had any more than maybe 15 listeners a day. Well, and I think also that we were kind of hit or miss. We were a little bit hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been less hit or miss in the last year to year and a half because we actually have fans holding us accountable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Um, when somebody expects well, expectations. Yeah. Um, no, it, it means a lot. I mean, like that to us, it means a lot. And it keeps us going because we get a lot of really great feedback. So, I mean, I, I'm going to take this moment to say thank you to all of our fans who have supported us and continue to support us. And even if you've just reached out to us to let us know how much our podcast means to you, it, it really drives us and keeps us moving forward. So it does. Thank you immensely. From the bottom of our hearts. So my next question is, why did we choose to be anonymous? We get asked that one a lot. So we have a kid who just turned 18. And graduated from high school. graduated from high school. We grew up, or we we just recently moved out of a very, very, very small town um, that was um, very religiously oriented. I mean, there's like, I think seven churches in town. I, I didn't exactly count them, but that sounds about right. Throw a rock and you'll hit a church. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's... And for a minute, we lived across the street from a church. For more than a minute, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and even just this area in our state that we live in is very red. Red, yes. And um, I feel like if we had put our names out there, would have put a target not just on us but on our kid. And I don't think that that was a fair thing to do at the time. Yeah. So that's why we avoided putting our names out there initially. Um, we have since. Obviously, we're doing a live event, so people here know our names and. We have um, opened up to our to our fans on Patreon to let them know our names, um, and we even put our picture there. And we even put our picture, yeah. So I mean, we're we're, we're slowly, targets now. We're slowly coming out as to who we are, but I mean, obviously, though, since we've been doing this for three years, we will always be husband and wife. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but my next question is: so why are we coming out, so to speak, now? Um, because our kid graduated high school. I mean, that that's and, the simple and, simple version of. How we moved goes. out of that small town, too. That, too, but that doesn't really make a huge... I mean, literally, our neighbor has a, a stone statue of Trump. Yeah. A, so. a Buddha. A Buddha. <laughs> yeah, a Buddha. A, no, no, no. Where now. We, we moved right to now. Satan and Germantown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, where we moved to, we moved to Belmont. So, like, we're... And, and our neighbor, literally, we look out our kitchen window, and there's a stone Buddha Trump statue sitting yeah. there. So. so we still don't feel completely safe, like, putting out flags yeah. or anything, no. <laughs> which, like, I want to put out all kinds of, like, um, pride flags and Black Lives Matter flags and um, just all, that, all the liberal flags that you want to right. put out that say, this is who we are. This is what we believe. These are the people that we are. We are the woke. Not that you have to be liberal to be an atheist, but it seems to go hand in hand. For, more it's probably, often than not. More often than not, in my experience. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's we've been hampered by where we live, who we live next to, 
who we're trying to protect in our lives and things like that. So. Yeah, I, somebody um, over to the right here mentioned, go ahead, just put the flags out. And I hear you, and, like, I really want to, but our kid does still live with us. and Right. Now, our kid would probably be all for it. They would, but that's their decision to make in their place, and I don't want to put them in harm's way. Right, right. I just, I can't justify that for sure. my own well-being. I don't know. Right. Um, the next question that I have is... Oh, we get asked this one a lot, 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 lot. Why are we so crass and disrespectful? <laughs> That's probably more directed at me than him, honestly. No, I mean, I, I, did, I, I definitely open up more on this podcast than I do in, in real life. Yes, you do. So it's been kind of cool the, to see an, you. The, the, and and part of that is the anonymity. Anonymity. Have another drink. But I think it is more a bit of how we feel about... The um, situation with um, our, I'm trying to think here, sorry. Um, go, okay, ahead, go, I, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I yeah. can tell you, I am crass online and I am crass in person and I am crass in my personal life because I can. And that, <laughs> thank you. Um, I was shushed for a lot of years and so I'm sure that a large part of it now is just because I, I want to like do the whole snap hair wave and be like, because I want to, God damn it. And that's not necessarily healthy either. So I'm still trying to find that middle ground, but a lot of it. Um, I think for me that, that there's, I, I think that I don't want to give like specifically with reading the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it any more respect than I would give anything else in my life. And, and when it comes down to it, I don't feel like it deserves any more respect than what we are giving it. You know, like that, that's, I, I feel like we are giving an appropriate level of respect to it that it deserves, in my opinion. Well, that's a lot more like specific. Sure. sure. <laughs> I was being more like general, yeah. but I appreciate your answer there. Right, right. Um, I but think... that's why I'm okay with it. That's why okay, I feel like I it's an saying. okay thing to do because to, to treat it with reverence is to admit up front that this thing has standing, that it has a place that is more appropriated to a higher level of thinking than what it actually deserves, in my opinion. It is just a Bronze Age book that doesn't really project anything that I agree with. And I I don't want to agree with it. And I'm happily crass towards that book because of those reasons. So, Well, we've been approached by people who are atheists or yeah. agnostics or free thinkers some somebody in that crowd who um, does not understand why we would be um, disrespectful anyway yeah. e- even though they agree with us in principle they do not like that we are disrespectful sure. to this no religious... and my dad could be included in that group. I wasn't gonna say that but yes he can yes he can yeah um, and, and they, they think that it is a beautiful piece of uh, literature that exists um, with historical you know things that need to be respected and if the world if politics if everything that is going on right now respected it in as just a beautiful piece of historical literature i could then agree to treat it that way but the fact of the matter is it is not treated that way it is treated as though this is the law that we have to abide by and this is the the reason that we have to 
take away rights from LGBTQIA. This is the reason that we have to take away rights from people for bodily autonomy. This is the reason why we are changing laws in our country because we can't get over the fact that a God apparently rules our politics. And I do not agree at all with that stance. Tell us how you really feel, husband. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that actually leads into the next question. Why do we talk so much about particularly American politics? Well, because it's such a prevalent issue right now. I mean, we have the Supreme Court is an Rolling abomination back, right? of... Well, it's an abomination. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I can't get behind what's going on there. Um, we have politicians in the Congress and in the Senate that are literal Christian nationalists, nationalists, and we're fighting a harder battle now than I feel like we've ever fought to keep secularism in politics and in our lives. I mean, it is, we're, we're being pushed to the point where we have to yell and scream, hey, hey, we're still secular, right? What the fuck is going on? Like, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's not funny. It's not okay. It's, and, and I, I feel like that's why it enters into our conversation. So, because it's just not acceptable. Well, we have some um, foreign listeners who don't always appreciate yes. all of the politics that we get into. And so sometimes we tend to, um, like, we want to appreciate that perspective because it is very local and Americans are renowned for um, being very localized and thinking that their politics are world politics. But we also want to acknowledge we try at the not same to focus time... On- American politics, but we do, I don't think there's any way around religion, bringing them up when we live here in this country where these things are happening. Religion is why my child has fewer rights than I had even 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Religion is why if my child was in my situation, could not get the abortion that I was allowed to have. And that's fucked up. Right. So how could we not talk about politics yeah when we talk about religion no i agree and it it doesn't obviously most of our podcast is based on reading the bible and that's what you get if you just tune in on a very surface level like monday through friday right but if you listen to us all the time you know we do bring it up quite a bit yeah because it is very important to us it's something we can't ignore and it's right there in front of our faces right now in our country and in this world so they're just so intermingled yeah that you can't untangle them definitely so this next question will bring us down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got real serious there. I know. Well, I to, and I knew feel that, like I need to laugh about something. Now. I knew that that would happen. So that's why I arranged these questions the okay, way I did. All right, all right. So, okay. To bring it down, um, why is husband so bad at reading out loud? Because <laughs> you are. You I cannot. You suck at reading well, out no, loud. Well, no, yeah, I cannot. I can't. Okay, when I read to myself, I can read everything but like oftentimes i have to like kind of double cover what i'm reading but i can read really fast and i can i have 100 percent. you know I'm, I'm really good at comprehending what i'm reading no you you are but your skin when is I read, top notch it really fucking is i am like the best goddamn skimmer on the planet it's true it's amazing it's true but reading when it comes to loud, actually reading out loud not your forte i cannot do it and okay. that's why you read that is why i read i suck balls at it <laughs> you really do <laughs> but 
not to put myself on a pedestal, why can't print, why can't wife pronounce anything correctly? Well, you have a stuttering problem. I do. I have a stutter. And also, we're reading a Bible that has names that are basically unpronounceable. Some of them. I mean, it's Some ridiculous. I've seen yeah. them. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't. Half I don't the time, know how to pronounce that. Half the time, I trip over them and then I show you, and because you're making fun of me. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't I? I'm sitting there next to you. It's great. <laughs> So I'm like, you try it. And you're like, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, right, yeah. So that answers that question. Sure, sure. Um, next is, why are we so bad at this? What do you mean, why are we so bad at this? What are we bad at? So um, we argue about this a lot. We actually argued about this all up until uh, we yeah, got here. all day. Um, he did not want me to include this question. No, I didn't. I didn't. Because, let me explain. Let me explain. So... He thinks that I undersell because I'm always like, oh, we're so bad at this. And we do this in our pajamas in our living room. And, you know, we we riff off of stuff. We don't always come with a script or prepared or planned in what advance. The fuck's a script? Right. Well, you couldn't read it anyway. I threw it away before. So, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so when I say we're bad at this, what I'm saying is the exact reasons that we seem to pick up fans and followers and listeners. We're real. We're, we do things the way we do things. We react the we, way we react. We're off the cuff. We're off the cuff. We, we don't react in a way that is artificial and we don't come up with a, a script ahead of time to tell people like we're not better. We're not trying to be better than what we are. We're just literally reading this as it comes to us and we're reacting and that's what we want to do. That's what we've always done. I think we do that better than anybody. And that's why I was railing against the, the bad. I don't think we're bad. I think we do this differently. I think we sure. do this in a way that is unique and different and fun. That is all. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think that it, it does bear putting out there. Like when we're setting up an event like this and well, we don't have somebody, producers. We don't have, right. You know, we don't have sound guys. I mean, shit. That, everybody here that was here tonight saw we don't have sound guys. So, I mean, it's, it's a thing, you right. know? I guess I just like to temper expectations. And so I just want to understood that we um, do have a fun way of doing things. And we do like the way we do it. And it does seem to hit, yeah. which is good. But just understand what you're getting into. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Yes. And so you get us and us is is yeah, this. This. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the best explanation I've got. <laughs> so So the next question is why should anyone listen to our podcast? I mean, I I think that's an individual choice. I think you should read what Bard had to say. <laughs> AI summed us up. Yes, um, they, the the Google GPT. It did. It, it had an amazing description for our podcast. I, I yeah. you know, ask Go to Bard AI and say, what is sacrilegious discourse? They actually have a you. summary. It is yeah. actually, I mean, it was a spot on description. It, the only thing, there was a mistake. Okay. They did say that we talk about the New Testament, which we which haven't we actually don't. done yet. Yeah, we haven't got we, there. We will, but we're just not there yet. Right. No, I was impressed. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, fuck. Bard knows who we are. Bard knows who we are. Yeah. We're on IMDb. We're What's famous. not to love? We're famous. Right? Yeah. yeah. You can find us on IMDb. You can find us pretty much fucking anywhere. You cannot find us on Wikipedia, and that really chaps my ass. Yeah, if anybody... <laughs> Honestly. 
<laughs> anybody who like wants to put an entry on yeah, if anybody's that knows like a how wiki to do that, expert out there, that'd yeah. be great. So. Like I live to find our podcast on Wikipedia. Someday, someday. Yeah. We just got to, you know, the, the motto of our, our whole venture here is just keep showing up, right? Keep showing we up. We keep showing up eventually. It'll yeah. be there one of yeah. these days. Well, I also keep We'll saying, celebrate that day. It'll be a thing. I also keep saying that um, I aim low and that I'm the queen of mediocrity. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. There you have it. Okay. So what do we hope listeners will gain, I think, was the better question there, though. I think, I mean, we talked about this earlier on, but I think that when you listen to our podcast, you're getting a unique perspective. I think you're getting a perspective from some, like you and I, neither of us grew up in religion. We never grew up <coughs> with religion. We never grew up um, learning anything about it, really. Most of our exposure to it has been through um, social encounters and different things like that. So, I mean, it, it is something that we have not learned except for w- by going through our podcast and doing the deep dives that we do through this. And I feel like a lot of people that are actually atheists, a lot of them that we have talked to have come up through religion and then become an atheist. Mm-hmm. And so I've heard this multiple times from a lot of our fans that when they listen to us, they are hearing a perspective that they never heard before. Mm-hmm. They, they grew up with a religion that talked about this in a completely different way. And when we say things that we say, because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, they're like, oh, it could be read like that too? Okay, right. okay. Right. But there's so many apologists out there that like to make up different reasons as to why this is the case or that's the case. And we're just reading it and responding to what we're reading. And it, it's pretty damning, in my opinion, based on what we've read. Right. So I think that the unique perspective on how it is read is what they would gain. What do you think they would gain? Um, I tend to agree with you. I will say uh, the majority of the feedback that we receive comes from people who are deconverting. Definitely. And that is something I never expected. Yeah. Um, that was a shock to me. I did not even, it, it never entered my head that that was a niche that needed filling. That I didn't really even know what deconversion was. Until I had we never started heard podcast. of that term. Yeah. So. Yeah. But the majority of the feedback that we get are people who, as you were saying, were raised up in religion and had left and never read it in such a way. And so hearing us ask the questions that it doesn't even occur to them to ask, and then they thank us for that. Yeah. That has been the most interesting and rewarding. rewarding experience of this whole thing. And that alone is why if you already are a non-believer, you'll hear us talk about that. If you are not, but you're thinking about it, you'll learn that you're not the only one and that um, the questions that you didn't know to ask are there to be asked. I actually learned at one point we actually have pastors listening to us to bone up on their own fucking you know, <laughs> knowledge of the Bible. So. It's true. There, I'm like, there's a couple of pastors what, that have reached you gotta out. You got to do you, man. So, yep, you know, yep. whatever. I mean, that's pretty, pretty interesting that we are challenging. Yeah. We are challenging religion. Right. And that was never um, what we intended to do originally. Not that that's a bad thing, not that that's not cool to find out that that's what we're doing, but going into the next question, yeah, Yeah. the next question I had, which was our final question, 
What is our ultimate bottom line goal here? I think it's evolved over time. Um, I think that initially we started out just reading the Bible and we wanted to complete reading the Bible. I mean, that's Uh, what we still say when we get like really tripped up over um, certain sections like where we're at right now in Psalms. I agree. And we're like, oh, let's just not forget why we're doing this. I agree. I agree. But um, we have also talked about wanting to delve into more nuanced things that are Bible adjacent after we finish this. Mm -hmm. And we've also talked about doing interviews at some point for people that um, could maybe contribute different things to our conversation that we're having about the Bible and religion in general. Mm -hmm. And we've actually had some conversations with people that are pretty, you know, up there that we might be able to reach out to for interviews. And, And I think eventually when we finish this podcast, I think this could be a really great platform to have a, a baseline, you know, piece to reach out to people and say, hey, can you come onto our show and talk about this? Can you come onto our show and talk about that? And what would you want them to talk about? The Bible. I want them to talk about their experiences, their reasonings, their, like, I mean, one of the people that I mention a lot is uh, Bart Ehrman, and he is a um, former Christian who has deconverted. And he has written some really great books about um, the interpretations of the Bible and how they get interpreted. And there's so many different things that we don't get into based on nuanced information that people that have done more studies on this that I would really like to talk to them about, such as Bart Ehrman, as, as to how this is interpreted and that's interpreted and why this is right and that's wrong and, and, and different things like that. Like it would just be... I think there's a lot of interesting conversations that could be had that can really kind of nail down a lot of the things that we've been questioning as we've been going through our reading of the Bible. And I'd like to talk to some of the people that might have better answers or more answers than what we've been able to come up with. I did not know that. That is interesting to learn right here live. (laughs) (laughs) Because my answer was our bottom at the end of the day, goal is to be able to say that we have read every word of the Bible. I mean, and that, is, that is ultimately our goal. Yes. That is what we remind ourselves But are we going to stop after we've read every no, word? No, absolutely I mean, that's not. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. So there's, there's more to it. I think we're going to continue even after that, which will still be another few years down the road. So Considering it's been three years and we're only halfway through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a long road. But you did receive some fun texts from somebody on, on tw- I said text, but they were tweets, from somebody on Twitter, now X, I guess it's called, um, who challenged you, read the Quran, you pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, we're not there yet. We're right. Not, how can you call me a pussy for not doing a thing that is literally on my list of things to do? Well, because they think that if we rail against the Quran, it's going to be something that they're going to come down on us over and that they're going to seek us out and... I, I don't know. It, it, they're, they're calling us that because there's, I don't know. There, there's a lot of fanaticism in Christianity and in Islam. And that that's, overlaps. None of, it's, none of it's good, no matter which way you look at it. The, the fanatic, fanaticism. fanaticism in general is what I'm railing, railing against with the Bible. Now, we haven't read the Quran. We don't know. Anything? much about it other than it's another Abrahamic religion. But I think based on what I do know of it, it sounds just as ridiculous as the Bible. And I have no problem saying that. I just haven't read it. I right. can't 
speak to that. So why would I speak to that right now? It's not the one that's currently influencing our Supreme Court and the laws right. in our country. Yeah, so. if anything, the Quran in, in, the, in the U.S. inspires hate towards Islamic people, yeah. which I don't agree with that either. Right. So that, I mean, right. you know, it just, there's a lot of nuanced reasons as to why I will not get into that conversation with people, but it's not a place that I'm at right now. I'm not saying that it never will be, but... I just always say it's on our list. We've got a lot of things to go through still with regard to the Bible and Christianity. So we've taken this one step at a time. We only learned through starting this podcast that there is, um, there are different Bibles that have different books in them. And we're like, which one is the one we're supposed to read? And so we're trying to figure out what books of the Bible that we want to read. And we went with the NIV. We went with the NIV Mm -hmm. because it was the most... Readable. Readable. And also, from what we have gathered, it's one of the better interpretations as far as... It's one of the better interpretations from what we have gathered. I wouldn't say it's necessarily like a cleaner interpretation. I would just say it's a more readable interpretation. Sure. Sure. And again, there's so many different interpretations. I couldn't even count them today if we wanted to sit here and count them, but... That's the one we chose. So Somebody asked doing. if we plan to read the Dead Sea Scrolls and all that. And I'm like, everything's on the list. I mean, it's yeah. all on the yeah, list. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all something that we might possibly cover. So do um, you have anything else for us today or was that? Um, that was pretty much it. Unless anybody had other questions or comments or jeers or boos or anything Does anybody like that? have any questions, comments, anything? You don't have to. I can cut this all out, so it's no big deal. <laughs> you have definitely um, gained the role of king editor on this. How many times do we like cough in the middle and then you're like, oh yeah? Oh. So I mean that that's so. Here's a funny thing. So you, you, nobody listening to our podcast would know this, but when we are going through a podcast, we have hand signals and different things that we use, like. Um, if I've got a cough or she's got to go to the bathroom or something like that or whatever, we're just like, and then like, we're just like, <laughs> so like, we, you know, like, okay. And I, I take a note in my phone. I'm like, okay, that was at this time. And then I go back through at the end and that's how we edit everything out. And we're so y'all go, don't get so. to be privy to the bathroom breaks Yeah, there's a few the things we don't leave and... in the podcast when it all comes down to it. So. No questions? So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you said you have a list. Yeah. And I remember you guys had mentioned taking a trip to the We have not done that yet. The question so, was, are yeah. we taking a trip to yeah. the Ark? Yeah. You're down for I that? Mean, so I think that will probably be something we will do at some point. I'm, I'm in. Like, I want to do that. I don't know what that trip is going to look like. And, and um, I mean, I've been blocked by him on uh, on Twitter. He doesn't like me, so <laughs> yeah. Ken Ham, not a fan of mine, uh, but I think at some point, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're uh, being blocked by that kind of person, you're definitely doing something. Right. Yeah. So um, I would love to to live stream that almost or do something. Um, I don't know what that would look like though, but I, it is definitely a thing that I want to do. Yeah. Ham because he was when I deconverted, his debate with Bill and I was my was my precipitating event. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! 
so, the comment was that um, when um, Ken Ham um, debated. debated Bill Nye, that was our friend's see that precipitating, precipitating event. event. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, I couldn't get it to come out. Too many margaritas. Straw that broke the camel's back. That is really interesting to know. Yeah, I, I, I don't put a lot of uh, prowess in uh, Ken Ham's ability to uh, converse about his feelings about religion, or he's he's not real good at it. He he doesn't have a lot of good things to say. But we have a book. What, are we talking about the Bible or? <laughs> oh yeah, but we yeah. have a book. No, I, I love hey. it when they use the book. Like I, yeah, we can use the book to prove shit all day, but. Ultimately, you're proving shit on 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago of things that were written by people who didn't understand shit. So, I mean, that's the simple answer to that. But I, I we could write a book and then we could yeah, say, we I mean, have a book. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Spider Man does exist. What are you trying to say? Oh, I think many people wish Aragorn existed for various different reasons. Right. right. <laughs> um, so we didn't have anything else to say. Did anybody else have anything else to add? Or shall I hit stop? Okay. All right. Go. What are we doing today? Well, we're doing a special Patreon episode. We are. What's it about? Well, today we are going to be talking about what it is, what it means to have morality as an atheist. Mm, so, and and how that occurs. So, how can you be a good person if you don't believe in God? <laughs> if there's no fear of hell or reward of heaven, how how can you do things? Yeah. How can you breathe? How can you choose? I mean. I get, I get asked it all the time by Christians. Why even bother brushing your how teeth? How can you possibly do anything? Like, how are you not murdering people without God? Aren't you raping? It's, it's amazing. There's no, there's no God. You can't do that. So you're probably pulling whiskers off kittens, aren't you? I mean, obviously. Without God, there's only murder and mayhem, right? Totally. Okay. No. Oh, oh no? No. No, how? Well, let's let's go find out. Okay. Okay, so I was tooling around on them internets as I do. Yeah, you do. And um, I went down a rabbit hole as I also do. No. I did. Not that. Well, I was trying to find an idea, something to spark my what should we talk, talk about. about. Yeah, to, to give extra to our Patreon, our patrons. Yes. Patreon yes. supporters. Sometimes we run short of ideas or, or we wait to the last minute and we're like, Oh, we got to come up with something to talk about. And I wanted to be worthwhile. Right. So um, I stumbled upon this Reddit thread where somebody was asking if there are any atheist lectures or podcast episodes that talk about love for humanity or love for your neighbor or love for your fellow man as an atheist. I find that. So, I mean, I, I want to get into this a lot more, but like just the 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 meaning of the word atheist, we're kind of set up to be counter to something. Right. So it's hard to work from that perspective and then immediately jump into, 
morality and, you know, how... Right. Not that I don't think that we have morality. I, I definitely do. But there but, isn't a atheist believe this. Right, right. No, we... It's specifically, we don't believe in God. Right. Right? So anything that we say we believe in only pertains to husband and wife on this podcast. Right. And... Once we get past we don't believe in God, we can't speak for everybody. Right. Because other atheists believe different things. They have different values and morals and codes of ethics, etc. Sure. But I will say that I find that most atheists, most atheists that I have run into mm-hmm. seem to align close to where I stand, we stand, politically, mm-hmm. ethically. Religiously. Religiously. <laughs> Spiritually. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that there is some aligning there, but it is definitely not across the board, and you can't define atheism as a set of morals. Right. So, I, I want to start this conversation by saying that out loud. Right. What we're going to be talking about is how we define our morals. We, too. Yes. We, two people. Right. Not we, atheists across the board. Right. Right. Yeah. Because we can't technically speak for everybody else right it is not something that we have the ability to do when there is only one thing that atheism truly is right so i just wanted to say that up front i'm actually glad you did because it didn't occur to me to to put that out there as this isn't an atheist stance this is just a me and you stance well most of what we say is a me and you stance it's it's based from our atheism you know like our 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 atheism is where this whole project started from. But I find that a lot of people want to ask questions as to how, how atheists do, handle this and how can you deal with that. How do What do atheists believe then? Right, right. And to me, it's real simple. I mean, I, I, I have my own set of values. You know, like I, I have empathy for other people. I feel very secure in how I react to things in the world because of my world views, because of my logic and reasoning things out, because of my empathy, because of many, many things. I, I, I have a sense of fairness, I feel, that I bring into everything. It almost sounds like you're woke. Well, yeah, I would say I am. I, I think that we didn't cover this but i think we could take a minute to define what does it mean to be woke uh because the, because i've seen republicans be asked this on the spot and not be able to define it but they know they hate it though and it's bad whatever it is so i guess if i were to define woke mm-hmm. i would say that wokeness is essentially um empathy for all people and 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 the ability to allow yourself to see their perspective and walk in their shoes and then allow yourself to um, care for that person based on those experiences that you witness them having. I like that. I, I think that being woke means being aware. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, that's literally the, the definition of right. that is being aware, being aware to... Well, this is a special Patreon episode, actually, which means that they need to go to Patreon and subscribe as a patron in order to listen to it. Okay. 
well, I guess that we are going to go do that now. Yeah, just head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse, become a member for as low as $2 a month, and you'll have access to all these special things and, and goodies too. So, you know, go do that. So this was just a teaser. Yeah, teaser. Okay, just Bye. checking. Okay. Bye. 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 Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 